You're listening to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17. This is the Transmissions from Atlantis Entertainment Network. Expand your wonder. Hey there, folks. JC Delatore here, creator of Vampires of Whitechapel. And we just wanted to say thank you for your support of the show. Response has been great, and we're really encouraged. Please continue to share the show with your friends and family, and please remember to rate and review the show in your favorite podcast app. It's so vitally important to our success as it helps others find us. Also, we have a drive to get 500 patrons on Patreon before year's end. If we can get there, we can guarantee Season 2 of Vampires of Whitechapel. It only costs $1 monthly, and it gets you access to a ton of cool perks, including exclusive Patreon-only episodes, AMAs, interviews with creators and your favorite actors, and more. To join our Patreon, go to patreon.com slash TFA Entertainment. Finally, Midnight Syndicate has graciously allowed us to use their music for this audio drama. All the music used can be found and purchased at their site at midnightsyndicate.com. That's it for me. Let's see what scary thrills we have in store this week. Transmissions from Atlantis Entertainment presents The Vampires of Whitechapel Episode 8, Song of the Undead Written by J.C. De La Torre Music in this production provided by Midnight Syndicate and is available at midnightsyndicate.com Note, this show contains strong language, dramatic scenes of horror, and descriptions of violence or gore that could be unsettling to young listeners. Parental discretion is advised. Where are you taking me? Egypt. Memphis, to be exact. Because you've been summoned. By whom? By Queen Taninagua, of course. Well, you broke one of the cardinal rules we have. You're not supposed to turn anyone who refuses the gift. Guards, seize the infidel! Uh, Jack? <laughs> I'm sorry, Poppy. It was you or me, and, uh... Well, I'm sort of fond of me. I hope you understand. If not, it won't matter soon. <laughs> this was a vampire prison. As I scanned for a way out, I saw it. A dark figure sitting quietly in the corner. Hello? Hello, my dear. I'd say I'm pleased to see you, but given the circumstances... Alistair? After our uh, disturbing conversation, I followed Grosvenor to his inn and watched him as he prepared his kit. Sure enough, he had a small arsenal with him. He was indeed a vampire hunter, and not a charlatan either. Most... Hunters. Piss their trousers at the sight of one of us of blood rage. This guy, though, there was no fear in him. Just confidence. Cantello, you have someone here to see you about the Grayson case. Oh? 
How can I help you, sir? Oh, it is I who can help you, Agent Cantello. My name is Grosvenor. Thomas Grosvenor. And I know what happened to Agent Ambrose and Agent Grayson. You've changed your hair. Blonde? It's my natural hair color. So, Jack did bring you... Is this your doing? Do I appear to be in any position to do anything, my dear? So, you don't know anything? I wouldn't say that. I broke a fundamental vampire law, Ariana. It looks like you may get your wish after all. And what wish would that be? Why, death, of course. But I can't die now. Of course you can. We're not invincible. Alistair looked worried. It made me uneasy. We were in trouble. He just wasn't ready to tell me. What law did you break? I created you against your will. But you said I was going to die. Indeed. You see, Ariana, the punishment for forcing the dark gift on an unwilling recipient is death. For both of us. I was torn. Yes, originally, I didn't want this life. I felt terrible about Ambrose. But I am what I am now. Alistair could burn for all I cared. But I didn't want to die. Not now. Not after I learned how to turn this monstrosity into a force for good. I understand. I'm sorry? You think you're a superhero. Righting wrongs, avenging the victimized. But I'm afraid that doesn't matter now. When the Queen passes her judgement on us, we'll be beheaded, then burned, then our ashes scattered. First, get the hell out of my mind. Second, what if I want it now? I don't want to stop. I can't get out of your head, my dear. I know what you know. I see what you see. Since my incarceration, I've been following your exploits. I've watched what you've become. It's made me proud that you've embraced your vampiric nature. Although that business with Ambrose... Don't you speak his goddamn name. Yes, of course. Apologies. He was a... terrible mistake. It happens. No, not to me. To us all, my love. I told you not to get attachments. In any event, it matters not what you want. The law is broken. We will be made examples of. How long have you been here? Shortly after I left you, I went to Scotland to call on my old mate Dougal. Dougal! Oh, Dougal, old chap. Come on out. I have a bone to pick with you. I listened for his breathing, searched for his heat. He wasn't at his cottage, but something else was. I am Alistair Conacher, sired by Jack the Ripper. We know who you are, Conacher. Draven. Draven was dark-skinned, young, with short curled hair, and had a thin dark moustache. He wore all black and dark sunglasses. Still going for the blade look, I see. I think you know why we're here. We? 
a gust of wind, and a thin oriental female appeared behind me. Hello, Alistair. Zoo, my dear. So good to see you again. With your clothes on. That was a long time ago, Alistair. Besides, I hear you have a new crush. It's not like that. Of course it isn't. In the end, we don't really give a fuck. Always with the colourful metaphors, Draven. Your vocabulary is yet to improve. God damn. It's gonna be great to see your head on a pike, you pompous prick. Okay then. Shall we? Jesus Christ, he's one tough motherfucker. He's right. You got to work on your language skills. You're gonna dog me out like that, Zoo? Uh, just tell me. What did you do with Dougal? I think you know. I'm still picking the old bastard out of my teeth. Indeed. Indeed. Poor Dougal. I wasn't there to kill him. I was going to let him know what he did wasn't proper, and the next time would be his last. I wasn't going to eat him. I thought you didn't get attached. Do as I say, not as I do. Right. So, they brought me here. As soon as we arrived, I knew what this was. They've basically let me to rot here for months. Every now and again, they'd give me some radical or peasant to feed on. Depends where the pyramid stops. What do you mean, stops? Have you ever seen Howl's Moving Castle or Castlevania? No. Crawl? Sorry. For God's sake. If it isn't a Marvel film... Anyway, the pyramid can move. It's not tied to this one place. Only the ancients know where to find it. Jack knew. He's a lot older than we thought. The Queen will see you both now. Kneel before your majesty. The Queen emerged from a back chamber and sauntered her way to the throne. She was absolutely beautiful. She looked like an Egyptian pharaoh. If you remember the classic depictions of Cleopatra, radiant, with dark hair and piercing eyes, her skin tan, her eyes made up in ancient Egyptian eyeliner. She stared at us both with ambivalence. Child, do you know who I am? Yes, your majesty. I believe I do. Alastair Konica. Your highness. I believe you know why you've been brought before me. Yes, ma'am. Ariana Grayson. Is it true you refused the gift of joining the Feratu? Yes. Why? I didn't want to be a murderer like him. 
I chose death rather than be a monster. A monster? You think of us as common, predatory animals? I did. But now I know we are much more than that. Conacher, what have you to say for yourself? I don't know why I did it, Your Majesty. After she refused me, I went to take her life, as we are supposed to do. But something stopped me. Love? No, no. Of course not. I felt there was something important with her. She needed to be one of us. We needed her. Why? I... I don't know. Ariana, now that you've been among us, do you still see us as monsters? Yes, but we can be good. We can make a difference in the world. <laughs> a difference in the world? <laughs> Oh, Mr. Conacher, I see why you love this one. I don't- Be silent, you fool! Yes, ma'am. Alistair Conacher, as the night spring of my beloved Jackie Hotep, you are essentially my grandchild. Jack has so few sirelings, I would hate to rob him of one. In fact, he pleaded your case for you. Did he? Yes. He tells me you've been a productive member of our coven. You're a vicious killer, and even though you are young, you've established yourself among the sirelings as one to watch. It's the noble blood within you, I'd imagine. Thank you, Mom. With that said, your conduct can't go unpunished. I understand. And you, Ariana, who sees our beautiful race as monsters, what am I to do with you? Your Highness. I didn't want this life before, but it's now my existence. I don't want another. I no longer long for death. I want to bring it to the evildoers of the world. Like FBI agent Ambrose? No. He was a mistake. <laughs> oh, my child. You are a silly one. The queen's face suddenly drew serious. There was a long pause in the conversation, as if she was calculating what to do next. Grayson, can you sing? I'm sorry? Are you going to make your queen repeat herself? I... I can sing a little. I want you to sing for me. Sing our anthem. The anthem of the Fratu. I'm sorry, I don't know it. Don't you? Suddenly? The words projected into my mind. A beautiful, haunting melody called Awakening. Sing. Sing as your life depended on it. Because it does. Here. Musicians, come forth. Play the anthem. Suddenly, from the shadows emerged an orchestra, complete with instruments. They were all vampires, of course. Now. Sing for your queen. Uh, okay.
Excellent. That was what I wanted. Well done. Thank you, Your Highness. So, does that mean you've given us your pardon, Your Majesty? She shot a furious look toward Alistair. No, it does not. Alistair Conacher, you should be cut into small pieces, burned, cut into smaller pieces, burned again, and your ashes scattered to the four corners of the earth for what you have done to this poor child. Your Highness, I... Be silent! Yes, Mom. Ariana, shall I kill him for what he did to you? I paused, stunned. He deserved it, didn't he? How many lives had he snuffed out? Poor Candace Dixon. All of his victims. Agent Dix. I could avenge them with one simple word. I wanted to say it. Everything in me said, say the word. But in the end, he was just like me. Taken by a fiend in the night and becoming one himself. I understood we had to kill. It was our nature. It can't be helped. He stole death from me, and for that he deserved to be punished. But he also gave me this life, this power. One little word, and I get my vengeance for doing this to me. But did I really want that? Did I deserve any less for finishing dicks off? For killing all those scumbags? For Ambrose? No. An unexpected answer. Well, Alistair, it appears you owe your sireling your life. Thank you, Ariana. Fuck you, Alistair. Both of you, rise. Alistair Conacher for breaking the rules of refusal, and Ariana Grayson, for refusing the gift of the Vratu. I sentence you to 100 years of servitude to each other. What? I'm sorry, I don't understand. Simply put, for the next 100 years, you are to do everything together. Hunt together, flee together, fornicate together. You are to never leave each other's side for more than a few hours. I changed my mind. Kill him. (laughs) I'm afraid it's too late for that. If you leave one another, if one of you is destroyed, you both will serve the harshest of punishments a vampire can endure. You shall be drawn, quartered, put back together and have it repeated for every year you had left on your sentence. Then... And only then will I allow you to be beheaded and burned. Your Highness, I can't possibly- You will, Alistair Conacher, unless you want your sentence carried out immediately. No, no, fine. One hundred years. I guess it could be worse. I don't see how. So what you're telling me, Mr. Grosvenor, is that Ariana Grayson killed both 
Sorberg and Agent Ambrose? You're not listening, Agent Cantello. She is the undead. Yes, yes, a vampire. I know it's difficult for you to believe, but I have proof. Oh? What the hell is that? That is Agent Grayson. In her... Uh, unholy state. That's Ambrose? Yes. She had just killed the man you call Sorburg. And poor Agent Ambrose was unfortunately where he shouldn't be. In the midst of a feeding frenzy of a creature of the night. How did you get this? It's from my camera. I had to be sure. She was what I thought she was. And why didn't you try to stop her? Agent Contello, my family comes from a long line of vampire hunters. We've known of their existence for several hundreds of years. We know they are seemingly unstoppable at the height of their blood rage. This can't be true. Special effects, Photoshop. It's very real, Agent Contello. I'm sorry to tell you this. I couldn't stop her. Especially when Jack the Ripper showed up. Jack. The Ripper. Okay, okay, okay. You can get out. No, it's quite true. Jack the Ripper was... is a vampire. He was there that night and took Agent Grayson with him. And Alvin Morrissey? His real name is Alistair Conacher. That's his great-grandfather. No, that's him. He just moves and changes his name every 60 or so years. So he's a goddamn vampire, too. I know how it sounds, Agent Contello. But you must understand. My family has been after Jack for quite some time. Some in my family died in pursuit of him. Jack made Alistair, just as Alistair has made Ariana. Look, if you have nothing tangible to give me... (laughs) Without me, you will never find Ariana Grayson. You will never solve the murder of Agent Ambrose and so many others. And why is that? I know where Jack took her and where it will be next. If we work together, we can deliver a significant blow to the vampire coven and end Ariana Grayson's reign of terror for good. Thank you for listening to Vampires of Whitechapel. If you like our show, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or any of the podcast apps that podcasts are aired. Be sure to rate and review our show so more listeners like you can find us. If you'd like to listen to commercial-free versions of this podcast and ensure the next season of Vampires of Whitechapel, join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash TFA Entertainment. We will have exclusive Vampires of Whitechapel content, including Patreon-only episodes, early access to these episodes, and behind-the-scenes interviews with actors and creators, all just for you. In this episode, Alistair Conacher was played by Alexander Dottie. Ariana Grayson was played by Cat Noel. Jack the Ripper was played by Alexander Dottie. Queen Tananaqua was played by Aaron B. Lillis. Thomas Grosvenor was played by Carl A. Nordman. Larissa Cantello was played by Rita Delatore. 
Draven was played by Marcus South. Zoo was played by Kiki Wong. Guard was played by J.C. Delatore. The episode was written, produced, and directed by J.C. Delatore. Music for this episode was provided by Midnight Syndicate. Find more of their music at midnightsyndicate.com. You can find out the latest news and developments regarding this audio drama at vampiresofwhitechapel.transmissionsfromatlantis.com and our Facebook page, Vampires of Whitechapel. You can also communicate with fans of Vampires of Whitechapel on our Discord channel, hosted by Podcast Junkie. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Vampires of WC, and follow our vamps, at Ariana Grayson, at Alistair the Vamp, and at Jack the Ripper WC. But be warned, if you at them, they just may at you back. This has been a production of Transmissions from Atlantis Entertainment. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved. Join us in two weeks as we bring you another spine-tingling chapter in our vampire coven. Mutual of Audio's Sonic Kingdom, presented to you by the Mutual Audio Network, the network where we can all listen and imagine, together. Hi, I'm Perky Marlins, and welcome back to Mutual of Audio's Sonic Kingdom. Last week, we traveled to the wilds of Audio Island, which is in the western edge of that place some call the Bermuda Triangle. We went there to check on the progress of an audio drama producer who we have re-educated into the aspects of surviving in the wilds of the audio podverse. This wild creature, who Jim has named Bobo, has been used by society as a data entry clerk, a bartender, a project manager, an exotic dancer, and a biomedical research subject. The Mutual Audio Network's re-education project gives our young friend an opportunity for a productive life, in Bobo's natural environment, as an audio drama or comedy producer. The rehabilitation of this magnificent, wild, and creative animal includes a chance to reach a wider range of distribution and the extra exposure that brings, along with free production resources and the potential to make some money. Bobo has been hard at work on a first masterpiece, and right now, we can see Jim giving Bobo some feedback on the final mix. That's pretty good, Bobo. I'm just not sure about the choice of background music. It seems to be a bit too... Bobo, no! No, I'm sorry, Bobo! No, don't, don't, don't hurt me, Bobo! <laughs> Artists. Sometimes they can get a bit touchy. Well, Jim knew the job was dangerous when he took it. Join us next week as Mutual of Audio's Sonic Kingdom will visit a pack of voice actors living in the hidden valleys of darkest Nova Scotia. For more information about the Mutual Audio Network, go to MutualAudioNetwork.com or inquire at MutualAudio at gmail.com.